suppressed desires by susan glaspell and george cram cook this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org cast of characters henrietta brewster read by amanda friday stephen brewster read by chuck williamson mabel read by ariel lipshaw narration by pamela krantz suppressed desires scene one a studio apartment in an upper story washington square south through an immense north window in the back wall appear treetops in the upper part of the washington arch beyond it you look up fifth avenue near the window is a big table loaded at one end with serious-looking books and austere scientific periodicals at the other end are architects drawings blueprints dividing compasses square ruler etc at the left is a door leading to the rest of the apartment at the right the outer door a breakfast table is set for three but only two are seated at it henrietta and stephen brewster as the curtains withdraw steve pushes back his coffee cup and sits dejected it isn't the coffee steve dear there's nothing the matter with the coffee there's something the matter with you there may be something the matter with my stomach your stomach the trouble is not with your stomach but in your subconscious mind subconscious piffle takes morning paper and tries to read steve you never used to be so disagreeable you certainly have got some sort of a complex you're all inhibited you're no longer open to new ideas you won't listen to a word about psychoanalysis a word i've listened to volumes you've ceased to be creative in architecture your work isn't going well you're not sleeping well how can i sleep henrietta when you're always waking me up to find out what i'm dreaming but dreams are so important steve if you tell yours to dr russell he'd find out exactly what's wrong with you there's nothing wrong with me you don't even talk as well as you used to talk <laughs> i can't say a thing without you looking at me in that dark fashion you have when you're on the trail of a complex this very irritability indicates that you're suffering from some suppressed desire i'm suffering from a suppressed desire for a little peace dr russell is doing simply wonderful things with nervous cases won't you go to him steve no henrietta i won't slamming down his newspaper but stephen uh, uh, i hear mabel coming let's not beat each other's throats the first day of her visit he takes out cigarettes mabel comes in from door left the side opposite steve so that he is facing her she is wearing a rather fussy negligee in contrast to henrietta who wears radical clothes mabel is what is called plump good morning oh here you are little sister good morning mabel mabel nods to him and turns her face lighting up to henrietta henrietta giving mabel a hug as she leans against her it's so good to have you here i was going to let you sleep thinking you'd be tired after the long trip sit down there'll be fresh toast in a minute and rising 
Will you have— Oh, I ought to have told you, Henrietta. Don't get anything for me. I'm not eating breakfast. Not eating breakfast? She sits down, then leads toward Mabel, who is seated now, and scrutinizes her. Oh, the psychoanalytical look. Mabel, why are you not eating breakfast? Why, no particular reason. I just don't care much for breakfast, and they say it keeps down— A hand on her hip, the gesture of one who is reducing. That is, it's a good thing to go without it. Don't you sleep well? Did you sleep well last night? Oh, yes, I slept all right. Yes, I slept fine last night, only I did have the funniest dream. Shh! Henrietta, moving closer. And what did you dream, Mabel? Uh, look here, Mabel. I feel it's my duty to put you on. Don't tell Henrietta your dreams. If you do, she'll find out you have an underground desire to kill your father and marry your mother. Don't be absurd, Stephen Brewster. What was your dream, dear? Well, I dreamed I was a hen. A hen? Yes, and I was pushing along through a crowd as fast as I could. But being a hen, I couldn't walk very fast. It was like having a tight skirt, you know. And there was some sort of creature in a blue cap. You know how mixed up dreams are. And it kept shouting after me, Step hen, step hen, until I got all excited and just couldn't move at all. Henrietta, resting chin in palm and peering. You say you became much excited? Oh, yes, I was in a terrible state. Henrietta, leaning back, murmurs. This is significant. She dreams she's a hen. She is told to step lively. She becomes violently agitated. What can it mean? Henrietta, turning impatiently from him. Mabel, do you know anything about psychoanalysis? Oh, not much. No, I... It's something about the war, isn't it? Not that kind of war. I thought it might be the name of a new explosive. It is. Mabel, apologetically to Henrietta, who is frowning. You see, Henrietta, I... We do not live in touch with intellectual things as you do. Bob, being a dentist, somehow our friends... Oh, to be a dentist. Goes to window and stands looking out. Don't you see anything more of that editorial writer? What was his name? Lyman Eggleston? Yes, Eggleston. He was in touch with things. Don't you see him? Yes, I see him once in a while. Bob doesn't like him very well. Your husband does not like Lyman Eggleston. Mabel, are you perfectly happy with your husband? Oh, come now, Henrietta. That's going a little strong. Are you perfectly happy with him, Mabel? Steve goes to work table. Why? Yes, I guess so. Why, of course I am. Are you happy? Or do you only think you are? Or do you only think you ought to be? Why, Henrietta, I don't know what you mean. Steve seizes stack of books and magazines and dumps them on the breakfast table. This is what she means, Mabel. Psychoanalysis. My work table groans with it. Books by Freud, the new messiah. Books by Young, The New St. Paul, The Psychoanalytical Review, back numbers 250 per. But what's it all about? All about your sub-unconscious mind and desires you know not of. They may be doing you a great deal of harm. You may go crazy with them. Oh yes, people are doing it left and right. You're dreaming you're a hen. 
shakes his head darkly any fool can ridicule anything mabel hastily to avert a quarrel but what do you say it is henrietta steve looking at his watch oh if henrietta's going to start that during henrietta's next speech settles himself at work-table and sharpens a lead pencil it's like this mabel you want something you think you can't have it you think it's wrong so you try to think you don't want it your mind protects you avoids pain by refusing to think the forbidden thing but it's there just the same it stays there shut up in your unconscious mind and it festers sort of an ingrowing mental toenail precisely the forbidden impulse is there full of energy which has simply got to do something it breaks into your consciousness in disguise masks itself in dreams makes all sorts of trouble in extreme cases it drives you insane mabel with a gesture of horror oh but psychoanalysis has found out how to save us from that it brings into consciousness the suppressed desire that was making all the trouble psychoanalysis is simply the latest scientific method of preventing and curing insanity steve from his table it is also the latest scientific method of separating families families that ought to be separated uh, the dwights for instance you must have met them mabel when you were here before helen was living apparently in peace and happiness with good old joe well she went to this psychoanalyzer she got psyched and biff bang home she comes with an unsuppressed desire to leave her husband he starts work drawing lines on a drawing board with a t-square how terrible yes i remember helen dwight but but did she have such a desire first she'd known of it and she left him yes she did wasn't he good to her why yes good enough wasn't he kind to her oh yes kind to her and she left her good kind husband oh mabel left her good kind husband how naive forgive me dear but how bourgeois you are she came to know herself and she had the courage i may be very naive and bourgeois but i don't see the good of a new science that breaks up homes steve applauds in enlightening mabel we mustn't neglect to mention the case of art holden's private secretary mary snow who has just been informed of her suppressed desire for her employer why i think it is terrible henrietta it would be better if we didn't know such things about ourselves no mabel that is the old way but but her employer is he married a uh, wife and four children well then what good does it do the girl to be told she has a desire for him there's nothing can be done about it old institutions will have to be reshaped so that something can be done in such cases it happens mabel that this suppressed desire was on the point of landing mary snow in the insane asylum are you so tight-minded that you'd rather have her in the insane asylum than break the conventions but but have people always had these awful suppressed desires always but they've just been discovered the harm they do has just been discovered and free sane people must face the fact that they have to be dealt with i don't believe they have them in chicago people have them wherever the living libido the center of the soul's energy is in conflict with petrified moral codes that means everywhere in civilization 
psychoanalysis good god i've got the roof in the cellar the roof in the cellar steve holding plan at arm's length that's what psychoanalysis does that's what psychoanalysis could undo is it any wonder i'm concerned about steve he dreamed the other night that the walls of his room melted away and he found himself alone in a forest don't you see how significant it is for an architect to have walls slip away from him it symbolizes his loss of grip in his work there's some suppressed desire suppressed hell hurling his ruined plan viciously to the floor you speak more truly than you know it is through suppressions that hells are formed in us mabel looking at steve who is tearing his hair don't you think it would be a good thing henrietta if we went somewhere else they rise and begin to pick up the dishes mabel drops a plate which breaks henrietta draws up short and looks at her the psychoanalytic look i'm sorry henrietta one of the spode plates too surprised and resentful as henrietta continues to peer at her don't take it so to heart henrietta i can't help taking it to heart i'll get you another i said i'll get you another plate henrietta it's not the plate for heaven's sake what is it then it's the significant little false movement that made you drop it well i suppose everyone makes a false movement once in a while yes mabel but these false movements all mean something i don't think that's very nice it was just because i happened to think of that mabel snow you were talking about mabel snow 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 well what was her name then her name is mary you substituted your own name for hers well mary snow then mary snow i never heard her name but once i don't see anything to make such a fuss about mabel dear mistakes like that in names they don't mean something too do they i am sorry dear but they do but i'm always doing that henrietta after a start of horror my poor little sister tell me about it about what about your not being happy about your longing for another sort of life but i don't ah i understand these things dear you feel bob is limiting you to a life in which you do not feel free henrietta when did i ever say such a thing you said you are not in touch with things intellectual you showed your feeling that it is bob's profession that has engendered a resentment which has colored your whole life with him why henrietta don't be afraid of me little sister there's nothing can shock me or turn me from you i am not like that i wanted you to come for this visit because i had a feeling that you needed more from life than you were getting no one of these things i have seen would excite my suspicion it's the combination you don't eat breakfast enumerating on her fingers you make false moves you substitute your own name for the name of another whose love is misdirected you're nervous you look queer in your eyes there's a frightened look that is most unlike you and this dream a hen come with me this afternoon to dr russell your whole life may be at stake mabel henrietta i you you always were the smartest in the family and all that but this is terrible i don't think we ought to think such things why i'll tell you why i dreamed i was a hen it was because last night telling about that time in chicago you said i was as mad as a wet hen did you dream you were a wet hen no no you dreamed you were a dry hen 
and why being a hen were you urged to step maybe it's because when i am getting on a street car it always irritates me to have them call step lively no mabel that is only a child's view of it if you will forgive me you see merely the elements used in the dream you do not see into the dream you do not see its meaning this dream of the hen 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 wet hen dry hen mad hen <gasps> jumps up in a rage let me out of this henrietta hastily picking up dishes speaks soothingly just a minute dear and we'll have things so you can work in quiet mabel and i are going to sit in my room she goes out left carrying dishes steve seizing hat and coat from an alcove near the outside door i'm going to be psychoanalyzed i'm going now i'm going straight to that infallible doctor of hers that priest of this new religion if he's got honesty enough to tell henrietta there's nothing the matter with my unconscious mind perhaps i can be let alone about it and then i will be all right from the door in a low voice uh, don't tell henrietta i'm going it might take weeks and i couldn't stand all the talk he hurries out henrietta returning where's steve gone with a hopeless gesture you see how impatient he is how unlike himself i tell you mabel i'm nearly distracted about steve i think he's a little distracted too well if he's gone you might as well stay here i have a committee meeting at the bookshop and will have to leave you to yourself for an hour or two as she puts her hat on taking it from the alcove where steve found his her eye lighting up almost carnivorously falls on an enormous volume on the floor beside the work-table the book has been half hidden by the waste-basket she picks it up and carries it around the table toward mabel here dear is one of the simplest statements of psychoanalysis you just read this and then we can talk more intelligently mabel takes volume and staggers back under its weight to chair rear center henrietta goes to outer door stops and asks abruptly how old is lyman eggleston he isn't forty yet why what made you ask that henrietta as she turns her head to look at henrietta her hands move toward the upper corners of the book balanced on her knees oh nothing au revoir she goes out mabel stares at the ceiling the book slides to the floor she starts looks at the book then at the broken plate on the table the plate the book she lifts her eyes leans forward elbow on knee chin on knuckles and plaintively queries am i unhappy curtain scene two two weeks later the stage is as in scene one except that the breakfast table has been removed during the first few minutes the dusk of a winter afternoon deepens out of the darkness spring rows of double street lights almost meeting in the distance henrietta is at the psychoanalytical end of steve's work table surrounded by open books and periodicals writing steve enters briskly what are you doing my dear my paper for the liberal club your paper on on a subject which does not have your sympathy oh i'm not so sure i'm wholly out of sympathy with psychoanalysis henrietta you worked it so hard i couldn't even take a bath without its meaning something i talked it because i knew you needed it you haven't said much about it these last two weeks your faith in it hasn't weakened any 
weakened it's grown stronger with each new thing i've come to know and mabel she is with dr russell now dr russell is wonderful from what mabel tells me i believe his analysis is going to prove that i was right Today I discovered a remarkable confirmation of my theory in the hen dream. What is your theory? Well, you know about Lyman Eggleston. I've wondered about him. I've never seen him, but I know he's less bourgeois than Mabel's other friends, more intellectual. And she doesn't see much of him because Bob doesn't like him. But what's the confirmation? Today I noticed the first syllable of his name. Lie? No. Egg. Egg? Mabel dreamed she was a hen. <laughs> you wouldn't laugh if you knew how important names are in interpreting dreams. Freud is full of just such cases in which a whole hidden complex is revealed by a single significant syllable, like this egg. Doesn't the traditional relation of hen and egg suggest rather a maternal feeling? There is something maternal in Mabel's love, of course, but that's only one element. Well, suppose Mabel hasn't a suppressed desire to be this gentleman's mother, but his beloved. What's to be done about it? What about Bob? Don't you think it's going to be a little rough on him? That can't be helped. Bob, like everyone else, must face the facts of life. If Dr. Russell should arrive independently at this same interpretation, I shall not hesitate to advise Mabel to leave her present husband. Mm-hmm. The lights go up on Fifth Avenue. Steve goes to the window and looks out. <sighs> How long is it we've lived here, Henrietta? Why, this is the third year, Steve. I... Uh, we... Uh, one would miss this view if one went away, wouldn't one? How strangely you speak. Oh, Stephen, I wish you'd go to Dr. Russell. Don't think my fears have abated because I've been able to restrain myself. I had to on account of Mabel. But now, dear, won't you go? I... He breaks off, turns on the light, then comes and sits beside Henrietta. How long have we been married, Henrietta? Stephen, I don't understand you. You must go to Dr. Russell. I have gone. You... what? Yes, Henrietta. I've been psyched. You went to Dr. Russell? The same. And what did he say? He said I... I was a little surprised by what he said, Henrietta. Of course. One can so seldom anticipate. But tell me, your dream, Stephen, it means... It means... Uh, I was considerably surprised by what it means. Don't be so exasperating. It means... Uh, you really want to know, Henrietta? Stephen, you'll drive me mad. He said... Of course he may be wrong in what he said. He isn't wrong. Tell me. He said my dream of the walls receding and leaving me alone in a forest indicates a suppressed desire. Yes, yes. To be freed from. Yes, freed from. Marriage. Henrietta crumples, stares. Marriage? He, he, he may be mistaken, you know may be mistaken i well of course i hadn't taken any stock in it myself it was only your great confidence stephen are you telling me that dr russell dr a e russell told you this steve nods 
told you you have a suppressed desire to separate from me that's what he said did he know who you were yes that you were married to me yes he knew that and he told you to leave me it seems he must be wrong henrietta henrietta rising and i've sent him more patience catches herself and resumes coldly what reason did he give for this analysis he says the confining walls are a symbol of my feelings about marriage and their fading away is a wish fulfillment henrietta gulping well is it do you want our marriage to end it was a great surprise to me that i did you see i hadn't known what was in my subconscious mind what did you tell dr russell about me to make him think you weren't happy <laughs> i never told him a thing henrietta he got it all from his confounded clever inferences i i tried to refute them but he said that was only part of my self-protective lying and that's why you were so happy when you came in just now why henrietta how could you say such a thing i was sad didn't i speak sadly of of the view didn't i ask how long we had been married henrietta rising stephen brewster have you no sense of the seriousness of this dr russell doesn't know what our marriage has been you do you should have laughed him down confined in life with me did you tell him that i believe in freedom i very emphatically told him that his results were a great surprise to me but you accepted them oh not at all i merely couldn't refute his arguments i'm not a psychologist i came home to talk it over with you you being a disciple of uh, psychoanalysis if you are going i wish you would go tonight oh my dear i uh, surely i couldn't do that think of my feelings and my laundry hasn't come home i ask you to go tonight some women would falter at this steve but i am not such a woman i leave you free i do not repudiate psychoanalysis i say again that it has done great things it has also made mistakes of course but since you accept this analysis she sits down and pretends to begin work i have to finish this paper i wish you would leave me steve scratches his head goes to the inner door i'm sorry henrietta about my unconscious mind alone henrietta's face betrays her outraged state of mind disconcerted resentful trying to pull herself together she attains an air of bravely bearing an outrageous thing the outer door opens and mabel enters in great excitement henrietta i'm so glad you're here and alone looks toward the inner door are you alone henrietta very much so mabel rushing to her henrietta he's found it who has found what who has found what dr russell has found my suppressed desire that is interesting he finished with me today he got hold of my complex in the most amazing way but oh henrietta it is so terrible do calm yourself mabel surely there's no occasion for all this agitation but there is and when you think of the lives that are affected the readjustments that must be made in order to bring the suppressed hell out of me and save me from the insane asylum the insane asylum you said that's where these complexes brought people what did the doctor tell you mabel oh i don't know how i can tell you 
It is so awful, so unbelievable. I rather have my hand in at hearing the unbelievable. Henrietta, who would ever have thought it? How can it be true? But the doctor is perfectly certain that I have a suppressed desire for— Looks that Henrietta is unable to continue. Oh, go on, Mabel. I'm not unprepared for what you have to say. Not unprepared? You mean you have suspected it? From the first. It's been my theory all along. But, Henrietta, I didn't know myself that I had this secret desire for Stephen. Henrietta jumps up. Stephen! My brother-in-law. My own sister's husband. You have a suppressed desire for Stephen. Oh, Henrietta, aren't these unconscious selves terrible? They seem so unlike us. What insane thing are you driving at? Henrietta, don't you use that word to me. I don't want to go to the insane asylum. What did Dr. Russell say? Well, you see, oh, it's the strangest thing. But you know the voice in my dream that called Step Hen. Dr. Russell found out today that when I was a little girl I had a storybook in words of one syllable, and I read the name Stephen wrong. I used to read it S-T-E-P, Step, H-E-N, Hen. Step Hen is Stephen. Enter Stephen, his head bent over a timetable. Stephen is Step Hen. I? Step Hen? S-T-E-P, Step, H-E-N, Hen, Stephen. Well, what if Stephen is Step Hen? Step Hen, Step Hen, for that ridiculous coincidence. Coincidence? But it's childish to look at the mere elements of a dream. You have to look into it. You have to see what it means. On account of that trivial, meaningless play on syllables, on that flimsy basis, you are ready— Oh! What on earth's the matter? What has happened? Suppose I am Stepin. What about it? What does it mean? It means that I have a suppressed desire for you. For me? The deuce you have! What uh, makes you think so? Dr. Russell has worked it out scientifically. Yes, through the amazing discovery that Step Hen equals Stephen. Oh, that isn't all. That isn't near all. Henrietta won't give me a chance to tell it. She'd rather I'd go to the insane asylum than be unconventional. We'll all go there if you can't control yourself. We are still waiting for some rational report. Mabel, drying her eyes. Oh, there's such a lot about names. I don't see how I ever did it. It all works in together. I dreamed I was a hen because that's the first syllable of Henrietta's name. And when I dreamed I was a hen, I was putting myself in Henrietta's place. With Stephen. With Stephen. Oh! Turns in rage upon Stephen, who is fanning himself with the timetable. What are you doing with that timetable? Why, I thought you were so keen to have me go tonight. I thought I'd just take a run to Canada and join Billy. Uh, a little shooting, but— But there's more about the names. Mabel, have you thought of Bob? Dear old Bob, your good, kind husband? Oh, Henrietta, my good, kind husband. Think of him, Mabel, out there alone in Chicago, working his head off, fixing people's teeth, for you. Yes, but think of the living libido, in conflict with petrified moral codes. And think of the perfectly wonderful way the names all prove it. Dr. Russell said he's never seen anything more convincing. 
Just look at Stephen's last name, Brewster. I dream I'm a hen, and the name Brewster, you have to say its first letter by itself, and then the hen, that's me, she says to him, Stephen B. Brewster. Henrietta and Stephen collapse into the nearest chairs. I think it's perfectly wonderful. Why, if it wasn't for psychoanalysis, you'd never find out how wonderful your own mind is. The rooster. <laughs> Stephen, the rooster. You think it's funny, do you? Well, what's to be done about it? Does Mabel have to go away with me? Do you want Mabel to go away with you? Well, but Mabel herself, her complex, her suppressed desire. Henrietta, going to her. Mabel, are you going to insist on going away with Stephen? I'd rather go with Stephen than go to the insane asylum. For heaven's sake, Mabel, drop that insane asylum. If you did have a suppressed desire for Stephen hidden away in you, God knows it isn't hidden now. Dr. Russell has brought it into your consciousness with a vengeance. That's all that's necessary to break up a complex. Psychoanalysis doesn't say you have to gratify every suppressed desire. Unless it's for Lyman Eggleston. Well, if it comes to that, Stephen Brewster, I'd like to know why that interpretation of mine isn't as good as this one. Step, hen. But, uh, be rooster. <laughs> Step, hen, be rooster. And hen, Rietta. <laughs> oh, my dear. Doc Russell's got you beat a mile. He turns away and chuckles. <laughs> the rooster. <laughs> what has Lyman Eggleston got to do with it? According to Henrietta, you, the hen, have a suppressed desire for Eggleston. The egg. Henrietta, I think that's indecent of you. He is bald as an egg and little and fat. The idea of you thinking such a thing of me. Well, Bob isn't little and bald and fat. Why don't you stick to your own husband? To Stephen. What if Dr. Russell's interpretation has got mine beat a mile? Resentful look at him. It would only mean that Mabel doesn't want Eggleston and does want you. Does that mean she has to have you? But you said Mabel Snow. Mary Snow! You're not as much like her as you think, substituting your name for hers. The cases are entirely different. Oh, I wouldn't have believed this of you, Mabel. I brought you here for a pleasant visit, thought you needed brightening up, wanted to be nice to you, and now you, my husband, you insist. In fumbling her way to her chair, she brushes to the floor some sheets from the psychoanalytical table. Careful, dear. Your paper on psychoanalysis. Gathers up sheets and offers them to her. I don't want my paper on psychoanalysis. I'm sick of psychoanalysis. Do you mean that, Henrietta? Why shouldn't I mean it? Look at all I've done for psychoanalysis, and— Raising a tear-stained face. What has psychoanalysis done for me? Do you mean, Henrietta, that you're going to stop talking psychoanalysis? Why shouldn't I stop talking it? Haven't I seen what it does to people? Mabel has gone crazy about psychoanalysis. At the word crazy, with a moan, Mabel sinks to chair and buries her face in her hands. Do you swear never to wake me up in the night to find out what I'm dreaming? 
dream what you please i don't care what you're dreaming will you clear off my work table so the journal of morbid psychology doesn't stare me in the face when i'm trying to plan a house henrietta pushing a stack of periodicals off the table i'll burn the journal of morbid psychology my dear henrietta if you're going to separate from psychoanalysis there's no reason why i should separate from you they embrace ardently mabel lifts her head and looks at them woefully mabel jumping up and going toward them but what about me what am i to do with my suppressed desire steve with one arm still around henrietta gives mabel a brotherly hug mabel you just keep right on suppressing it curtain end of suppressed desires by susan glassbell and george cram cook